0: You are listening to Koldo D. Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Our services are every Saturday morning at eleven a.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit our website at coldod.org. Well, This week and next week, we'll be talking about Purim from the Book of Esther, and I really want us to think about who is really in control. Let's think about that. Who's in really in control? Let's say the word hafach, hafach in Hebrew. Hafach it's it means to turn. It's from Esther 9, chapter 9 and verse 1. Uh, It means to turn, to change, to overturn, because God overturns everything, doesn't he? Uh, As we've been hearing today, as Dr. Martina prayed, as Beverly shared, you know, 9-1 of Esther Consequently, on the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, this is the month of Adar, the king's edict, his law drew near to be carried out. On that day, the enemies of the Jews had hoped, they had expected, they to overpower them. But contrary, this is the word hafach, contrary to expectations. What they the Jews gained the upper hand over those who hated them. So God turned it around. That's what happened. The Hebrew, it's, it's uh, they looked, they Shafar, shafa, Safar rather, they looked to overpower them, to rule or control, uh, Shalat, over to domineer, domineer, master them. But to the contrary, to, God turns it around, the Jews overpowered or mastered over those who hated them. Uh, complete Jewish Bible translates it this way, but as it turned out, the opposite took place. The opposite occurred, King James, New King James. So it was turned to the contrary, and isn't that amazing that that's what God does? He turns things around. He does it. Now, does he always do that? No, he doesn't always do it. I wish I could say he always does that, but he does it when it's his will. And it's not always his will, but when it is his will, he does And oftentimes it is, and especially as prayer has the big effect, because did they pray over this? Oh, yes. They fasted and they prayed. God's name not mentioned in the book of of Esther for various possible reasons. Only we we can surmise the reasons, but we won't get into that. But he is ever-present, his hidden hand, absolutely working. And uh, in chapter 9, it mentions this word hafach again, verse 22 also, verse, it mentions it again, verse 1 and verse 22, uh, on the days which the Jews had rest from their enemies as the month which was turned, hafach, changed, overturned, turned, from, from sorrow to joy for them, from mourning to a, for a holiday that they should make for them days of feasting and joy, sending presents to one another and gifts to the poor. So... So, uh, the very day which was to be their annihilation and obliteration, their end, uh, the 13th of Adar became the day of their deliverance. God turns things around, and the very opposite occurs. You might use the term, might, we might call it providential reversal. So, uh, amazing, isn't it? So, who's really in control? Now, um, now, King Achashverosh, perhaps the problems he had with his wife Vashti could have been prevented if he'd followed the advice of Henny Youngman. Anyone know Henny Youngman, remember? <laughs> well, <clears throat> some peop- he, Henny Youngman said this, this, was the, this is what his, his advice, marital advice was. He said, some people ask the secret of our long marriage. He says, we take time to go to a restaurant two times a week. A little candlelight dinner, soft music, and dancing. She goes Tuesdays, I go Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife and I have implemented this. No, 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 So he and his wife, Sadie, were actually married for 59 years. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was cute. I just thought I'd integrate that into this. But... God is working. What is he doing, though? Are, are things out of his control? Uh, and, and really, we ask this question, is it too late? Or is God too late? Does it seem like he is too late? Well, the truth is, he is working behind the scenes. And I love the, the theme of Esther, God's hidden hand, don't you? His hidden hand. We see his hand working, moving the chess pieces about the board. The Queen's Gambit, if you will, right? Uh, God's name and even his word, the word God, not mentioned in the entire scroll. But he's active, totally in charge. And he's always on time. He's always on time. But it's his time, not our time. And we might want to say that God is on H. ST time, heavenly standard time. Thought I'd try that one. Heavenly standard time, right? He's not on our time, but his time. Now, the word Esther in Hebrew can mean God is hiding. Isaiah 45, verse 15 says, uh, Truly, you are a God who hides himself, O God of Israel, Savior. Achenata el tar, Elohei Israel, Moshe um, Mosheah. The word Satar, from where Esther is a, is the word, and of course her Hebrew name was Hadassah, but the, the, this Persian word means protect, to conceal from view, so hidden. So Esther is Satar from plus the letter Aleph. So it can mean hidden plus aleph, and aleph numerical value is one. God, one, first in gematria. Uh, Aleph looks like, also looks like the yud, a vav, and a yud, which could be Lord and Lord, vav and vav, vav Uh, yud, God the Father and God the Son, if you will, and it equals the number twenty-six, as does. God's name. Yudhe Vavhe. vav Hey. So, Esther is God is hiding. God is hiding. So, just one way of looking at it, interesting way of looking about it, not to be dogmatic about it, but God, we know that God is hiding. Now, listen to these verses, which I shared on the devotionals in Facebook this week. I love these verses. Verses 9 through 12, Ephesians chapter 1. He made this is TLV translate. He made known to us the mystery of his will, in keeping with his good pleasure that he planned. The Greek word uh, prothetho, which means to set before, he planned. And the Greek, the Hebrew equivalent would be "arach," parallel to arrange items in juxtaposition. He planned in Messiah. The plan of the fullness of times is to bring all things together in the Messiah, both things in heaven and things on earth, all in Him. In Him also we were chosen, predestined, and this word predestined, uh, prosorizo, I'm looking at the Greek word, marked means to be marked mark boundaries we get the word horizon from it like looking at the horizon and the hebrew word gaval which means to set borders all according to his plan he predestines us he sees in advance you see and he makes a plan he keeps working all things according to the purpose the counsel or the doing of his will and this word, his will, is to concentrate energy to a goal so that we who were first to put our hope in Messiah might be for his glorious, kavod would be Hebrew, his, the weight, the value of his tehillah or his praise. We are to radiate to the praise, the word praise means to radiate his glory, his value. He is continually working on, out all things according to the purpose of his will let me repeat verse 11 he's continually working out all things according to the purpose of his will ephesians 1 11 and we are for his glorious praise period that's what we're here for god's goal is that we radiate halal let's say halal i got it up here there halal let's say halal all right there's the root halal we're to radiate, that's his goal, his kavod, let's say kavod, kavod, his glory or his value. It's something that's heavy, it's weight, value is treasure, you know. And we show forth the treasure in these earthen vessels, these, val- these jars of clay, 2 Corinthians 4 7. We are God's living letters, known and read by all men, by everybody, in 2 Corinthians 3 2. So this is what God's purpose is. This is what his goal is. For us to radiate his value, his glory. And that's the purpose of God. Now Proverbs 19:21 says, "Many are the plans, the thoughts in a man's heart, but the purpose of the Lord that will prevail." That will and the Greek Hebrew is kum, it will rise up meaning it will eventually surface and prevail. Eventually Not our time, but his time. Let me read you Ephesians 1, 9 through 12 in the complete Jewish Bible translation. He has made known to us his secret plan, which by his own will he designed beforehand in connection with the Messiah and will put put into effect when the time is ripe. How about that? When the time is ripe. His plan to place everything, heaven and earth, etc., Picked, he picked us in advance, it says, according to his own, the purpose of His will affects everything in keeping. So, it's, so let me say this, it doesn't always look good here. And it doesn't always look good. Just ask, sometimes ask those in Ukraine right now, and it might not look good here. For us who are a people of faith, we're, we're not looking at the immediate view though, we are look at the long view. Right? The long view. We trust that God has an ultimate glorious future in His presence filled with His glory. No matter what. A new heavens and a new earth. A new Jerusalem. Where injustices are reversed. Where sin's curse is removed. Where loved ones are reunited. Where Israel is restored and cleansed. And leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations, the Bible says. No more loneliness, no more tears, no more death or pain because the king is reigning and he's dwelling among us and the former things have what? Passed away, passed away. And we will see the face of the lamb, it says, and his name in the book of Revelation we will see the face of the lamb and his name will be on our foreheads. I'm not sure if that's tattoo, if that's, a, imp- uh, I don't know what it means, but his name will be on our foreheads. And we shall hear him say, I am the alpha and the omega or Aleph and the Tav, and the first and the last, the beginning and the end. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. We're gonna, it's all gonna happen. All in the apocalypse, all in his second coming, all it's gonna happen. God is working his will out all the time behind the scenes, even though we don't realize it now. He knew way in advance that we would need Esther in the position we would in this book of in this book. And so we see him in this book, in chapter one of Esther working. Uh, Vashti refuses to come to the banquet. Well, God's orchestrating this. God's working, designing this. She doesn't come, so he makes room for Esther to be placed in that position. So, the Lord is composing, orchestrating a fantastic symphony. An artist said to his friend, looking at the canvas, pointing to his canvas. He said, isn't this beautiful? But it was an unfinished canvas. He hadn't finished yet. And then he noticed his friend's bewildering look, like, it's not beautiful yet. And he said, oh, you see it as it is now. I see it as it is when it's finished. And that's the way it is with God and us sometimes. Or a symphony, when it's being composed, when it's being written, it doesn't sound good until it's completely finished, right? It's faster, then it's slower, and there's majors and minors, and there's different movements and variations. But in the end, it all comes together and it's complete. And if we could see that's the way it is with God's plan, with God's orchestration, his symphony, his beautiful picture, it's all going to come together, but in his time, not ours. Now, again, this word hafach, hafach, God turns it around. He overpowered, He he turns around and those that thought they were going to beat the Jewish people, well, they end up losing. And the opposite took place in chapter 9. And the very month The very day which was going to be their destruction, the 13th of Adar, became the day of their deliverance. So the opposite occurs. Change. uh, The very thing that causes fear and dread and horror in your life or my life, there might be a memory or a date or a word from someone. God wants to make that now for you a source of rejoicing and celebration. Not something you run from, but something you run to, because that's what happened in this story. Not something you avoid, but something you actually embrace. God can do that, and that's what he wants to do. This date, this dastardly date, the 13th of Adar, is now a date of delight. And now Mordecai, the Jew, and Queen Esther established the holiday to be celebrated annually on the 14th and 15th of Adar, according to... Uh, in Chapter Nine of Esther, so God is able to wipe away the curse; He wipes it out and He replaces it with a blessing. He redeems us from the old and establishes us with a, with us a new. And the old is gone, and all things are made new. If we look at this story, it's so amazing, and we'll look at it more next week. We'll look at it more in depth, and we'll hear the Megillah. We'll read from the Megillah, and we'll we'll hear, the story will be told and uh, and we see that all things are made new the enemy thought that he was in control but really it was a mirage it was an illusion think about it he thought he had it haman haman there we go yeah that's a haman boo haman haman he thought he had won <laughs> and he's excited but God was in control all along, and now suddenly tables are turned. He says, you, the Jewish people, you are, but God does that with us. You're in control because God decided it was time to give it to you. It's time to give it back to you. And that's what happens. God turns the curse into a blessing. As we prayed for Ukraine, and we, we pray that that's the case with Ukraine, and it's amazing what is already as. as Dr. Martina mentioned. I mean, we—it would look like already. I mean, Russia thought, you know, they'd have this thing wrapped up in a few, in in several days, and 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 God has already done, you know, amazing things. But much more prayer and much more work has to be done. And and uh, you know, I don't—I'm not a prophet. I sure don't know. But I want We want. We all want to see, see God continue to work and see them prevail, and the, them defeated, and the evil defeated, and it is good versus evil, no question about it, it's no question, and it, and as someone said, it takes our focus off these ridiculous, stupid things that people have been focused on before this, as horrible as the war is, you know, people are f- focusing on so many silly things, and now we see what, what serious things really are, so anyway, God turns the curse into a blessing in Deuteronomy 23, 5, and 6, he turns, he changes it, a curse into a blessing he can change my bed of sickness into a bed of health in Psalm 41 verse 4 and he raises the dead so we thank you Lord for your for your being at work in all in our lives God we thank you that there's nothing too hard for you and we thank you that you change you turn things around Lord we thank you that you are active and and uh, and, Lord God, we thank you for the part we play in prayer and the part we p- pray in f- not only prayer but fighting, Lord, as your soldiers, as your army, Lord, in whatever way you want us to take it to partner with you. We bless you. We bless you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. we And we give you the praise, Lord. There's no one as great as you. We thank you. If you've never trusted Yeshua and you haven't, and you, maybe you needed something you know, you just said, I, it just seems like it's over for me. It just seems like nothing's going to change this, change around. Yes, it, yes, it can. Yes, it will. As we submit it to God, as we turn to the Lord, it can turn around. God can hafach, hafach. God can turn. He can make that dismal day, that das- dastardly day, that horrible day, day of horror, a day of delight and blessing and, and celebration all because of prayer, all because of his grace and his power and his love because he can do it. So, Lord, we turn everything over to you, Lord, anything and everything, and we trust your power, your timing, your wisdom in Yeshua's name. If you never trusted Yeshua as your Savior, as your Lord, to come into your life, to call upon him and say, Lord, save me, Lord, I want to give my life to you, I want to trust you, I want to know you, thank you for your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you. Maybe you took the Lord's Supper today. You did the Messiah's remembrance, even though you didn't know him yet. Well, now you can know him and know that that sacrifice was yours and have eternal life. And let us know if you prayed that prayer, if you're calling upon him today. There'll be someone here to pray with you afterwards. Or if you're watching online, please contact us and we'll help you. Isa Adonai panavei lecha, lecha shalom. B'shem Yeshuah, ha sar ha-shalom. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai, turn his face toward you and grant you shalom. Bishem, in the name of Jesus, our Messiah, the ruler of peace. Amen, amen. Shabbat shalom.